Think you hate marketing? Think again. Here on the Marketing Chat Podcast, I share practical, relatable tips to make marketing easy and fun. I'm Kelly, a marketing strategist, Squarespace website designer, and founder of the Women Podcasters Academy. I'll be breaking down big ideas into actionable steps so you can get moving with your marketing with way less stress and way more fun. Today's episode is brought to you by the Women Podcasters Academy. The Academy features a full course and supportive community to help you start and grow your own podcast. You can find more information at womenpodcastersacademy.com. Do you struggle to come up with ideas for your email newsletter? It can be tough. You need to be emailing your subscribers every week. So that's a lot of content to create and a lot of emails to write. Why every week? I've mentioned in other podcasts that 92% of first-time visitors to your website aren't going to buy from you on that visit. They probably won't bookmark your page either, so they'll likely forget to come back later. You've got to find a way to stay top of mind so when they are ready to buy from you, you're there for them. You do that, of course, by getting them on your email list, and you do that with your lead magnet. I give lots of information about lead magnets in my blog post called, Why Do I Need a Lead Magnet? And my podcast called, How Do I Get People to Sign Up for My Lead Magnet? So check those out. Links in the show notes. Briefly, the number one goal of your website is to get people to sign up for your email list. Yes, ultimately you want them to buy from you. But since 92% of first-time visitors aren't going to do that right away, you've got to get them on your list first. Once all these people are on your list, you've got to stay top of mind. That's why you're emailing them every week. You can't just email them when you've got something to sell them. If you do that, they're like, who is this person and why is she trying to sell me something out of the blue? You're emailing them every week so they can get to know, like, and trust you. You're emailing them with valuable free information that they can use right away. Then after a while, you can hit them up with an offer. Now it's a little different when you're selling products. So what I'm sharing here is really geared towards service-based businesses. With products, most of what you're emailing about is about your products. You can share other content as well, which is ideal, but your subscribers will understand that the bulk of your emails are going to be about your products. So back to service-based businesses. Your weekly emails should share a little something personal, a bit of something fun you're doing, a little story from your week, a movie or TV show you watched, anything your subscribers can relate to on a personal level. They want to get to know you, not just your business. I do that at the beginning of my email. I recently sent out an email that started something like this. Hello, Kelly. Have you ever seen the awesome show Severance on Apple TV Plus? It's my favorite show of 2022 so far. Then I wrote a bit about the show and why I love it and Apple TV Plus. By the way, Apple TV Plus is my second favorite streaming service right after HBO Max. It's that awesome. What it lacks in quantity, it more than makes up for in quality. Everything I've watched there so far is just excellent. Check it out if you haven't yet. It's still only $4.99 a month. Then watch Invasion. Oh, just wow. Anyway, back to email newsletters. 
Even though people want to get to know you and will enjoy reading a little story from your week, that's not all they want to read. They want to get something out of your email. We all get so many emails. I delete most of my subscription emails without reading them unless the subject line is really awesome or I've gotten amazing content from them in the past. So if you give them amazing content week after week, your subscribers will be more likely to open and read your emails. And you really want them to open and read them because that's the only way they'll get to know, like, and trust you. Sharing that valuable content will get them to see you as an authority in your field. Then they'll be more likely to buy from you when you do make an offer. So what should you write about? What content should you be sharing with them? The absolute easiest thing to share is the content that you're already creating for your podcast or blog. You don't need to create new content for your email. Take what you've already created and share it with your subscribers. Okay, bye. (laughs) Kidding. You spend so much time every week writing a blog post or publishing a podcast. You've got to let your subscribers know about that. It's great content that you're creating, and it's not just for your website visitors or your podcast listeners. Your email subscribers are actually your primary audience because they self-selected to be on your list. They self-selected as being your ideal client or close to it. You've got to nurture those relationships to increase the chances that they'll buy from you in the future. You can't take it for granted that they're on your list. They can unsubscribe at any time. Now, when you share your blog or podcast with them in your email, you don't want to put the full content in your email. You want your subscribers to click on a link and go to your website. Why? Because you want them to check out what else is new. You want them to check out your services again. What if they're ready to buy from you now before you're making an offer? If they see your services again, they might decide to buy now. If they read your full blog post in the email, they won't have that opportunity. You know how you have a short excerpt from your blog post or your podcast episode that shows up on the blog page? That's what I put in my emails. All I share is the title, the excerpt, and the link to read it on my website. I usually say a little something about the post or episode in my intro to the email where I write something personal, like I give a tiny preview of what I will be sharing. For example, this week I've got one podcast on creating a three-month content calendar in one hour and another on why you should consider starting a podcast. I don't give any other details until the excerpt. If I'm sharing an episode in which I do an interview, then I say something about the guest. Otherwise, same thing. I leave the summary of the podcast for the excerpt where the link is. Think of your email as a teaser trailer for your blog or podcast. You're not giving away everything, just enough to get them to click a link. Side suggestion here. If your blog or podcast episode is directly related to one of your services, you can promote that at the bottom of your post. For example, when I shared a tutorial months ago on starting a Squarespace website, I could write at the end, if you need help setting up or designing your Squarespace website, 
check out my website design and marketing strategy service. Then I'd put a link to that service. Don't do this throughout the content of every post or episode, just at the end and only when relevant. And you don't have to include that in your email unless it just feels right. Remember that you're not selling in every or even most of your emails. You're giving great content for free to build that know, like, and trust factor. After a while, your subscribers will be more likely to buy from you. If you need ideas for creating content, check out my episode called How to Create a Three-Month Content Calendar in One Hour. I created a content calendar template that you can download and edit. That's at AngelaKellySmith.com forward slash content calendar. Link in the show notes. So that's it for today. Wherever you're listening to this, I'd love it if you would leave a positive review and subscribe. You can leave comments on this episode's page on my website, link in the show notes, and I'll be back on Tuesday. See you then on the Marketing Chat Podcast. Mm-hmm.